Hey, what's up, guys? It's Ben from United Q. It's Wednesday, which means we have another awesome podcast to get you over hump day. I'm here with my co-host, Dan. Hello. Hello. We're brought to you by ProQ, Barbecue Gourmet, Kamado Joe, and Smokewood Shack, our awesome sponsors. ProQ is dedicated to providing you with quality smoking products with top su- top-notch service and free advice for beginners to pitmasters. <laughs> Dan's ruined it. You can find them on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram under ProQ Smokers. So if you're thinking about stop it, you are better at it than me because I just put you off and you just did it. So you can find them on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram under ProQ. <laughs> to start again, he's no, fully no, you have to get, you have to go for it. You're fully jazzed. Oh. That's jazzies. Uh, <laughs> so if you think about buying your first smoker, am I really carrying on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I think it's good. <laughs> Why are you stripping off late. in the radio room? You are. <laughs> so if you're thinking about buying your first smoker, wanting to upgrade or looking for charcoal cabinet smokers, check out Max Barbecue. Barbecue Gourmet is devoted to promoting real barbecue championship winning barbecue rubs. This <laughs> <laughs> is a bad <laughs> Rubs, sauces, marinades, and accessories from the United States and around the world. (laughs) You can find them. This is a clean podcast, I must remind you. Find them on Twitter and online under Barbecue Gourmet. So regardless how you cook, whether it's on charcoal, wood, gas, or electric, the real taste of barbecue can be yours all year round. And Kamado Joe is renowned for build quality and innovation. From smoking, roasting, or searing, Kamado Joe is the premium ceramic grill chosen by Michelin star chefs and barbecue enthusiasts alike. Get that great barbecue taste and keep the moisture locked in. Check out kamadojoe.co.uk plus Facebook and Twitter. Probably about all we've got time for now. The intro took so long. <laughs> we love you, Barbecue Gourmet. We love you, Pro Q. Yeah, and Dan, ben was can you please keep your shirt on next time because I can't do the intro when you're naked. Very formal. And on today's show, we have... Hi Christian, it's, it's Dan from United Q. How's it going? Hey, how are you doing Dan? I'm very well, thank you. And we've got Ben here. Hi there mate, you alright? Hey, hey Ben, how are you doing? Yeah, good thanks. Can you hear us both okay? Yeah, yeah, all good. Oh, all good. good. Are you comfortable? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I am I am comfortable, cool. yes. We're, um, I'm, in hopeful, I'm in a hopefully quiet room in the house. Oh good. Yeah, so we we should, we're aiming to be like under the hour mark of recording time. So we'll keep an eye on the clock and make sure we round it down as we're approaching that sort of time. Um, All right, sounds great. We we need a couple, like just a little few admin tasks before we start. We need to have um, like image artwork for the like album cover for the episode. So mm-hmm. if you could supply us with a picture of yourself or of whatever you would like to, or yeah. something like that. Um, uh, let me see. Yeah, something like that uh, for us to promote with the episode. And uh, we also put it out as a clean podcast so we can avoid swearing wherever possible. Um, if, don't worry if it does happen, we'll, will, we'll cut um, it out. I will, <laughs> I will absolutely do my best. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone always tries their best. A bit of a struggle. But, uh. <laughs> um, 
Uh, is that everything? So yeah, I think so. I had one more thing, but I think that's it. Um, oh, is there any like news or new products coming out or anything that you want to make sure that we mention? Um, nothing actually that I can talk about okay, yet. Cool. Um, yeah, we're we're always working on new stuff. Yeah. Um, I'd love to love to come back on and uh, talk about new stuff when when it's timely. Uh, but yeah, no um, wait a wait a few more weeks, and uh, I think we might. Uh, oh, exciting! Mm. Yeah. Intrigued now. <laughs> <laughs> um, Spend the next hour trying to get yeah. it out. <laughs> That's the aim of this podcast now, is to expose all the Try and tease it out. Okay. <laughs> um, okay, and there's any, sometimes people have like events and stuff that they're at. Is there anything like that that you want us to talk about if you're going to be... Um, with this, uh, we're going to be at Chelsea Flower Show, and we're going to be at uh, Hampton Court, another RHS um, show. Uh, those are the two shows. And we're thinking of doing... Um, Sort of a meet up sometime in um, in May in London. Cool. Uh, cool. Sort of a we're potentially hoping to sort of hire a whole pub uh, uh, with a bit of outdoor space and uh, uh, drinking facilities on the inside and uh, that sort of thing. Lovely. Um, <laughs> Sounds so, great. Sounds perfect. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Right. Well, um, we'll start off the episode. Um, cool. Christine, how do you pronounce your surname? Uh, Tapaninaho. Tapaninaho. Tapaninaho, yeah. I just say Christian. Um, <laughs> yeah, just, just go with Christian. Christian from so. Uni? Yep. Yeah. That's the <laughs> Cool. Right. Well, we'll crack straight on and I'll introduce you and then just ask you a bit about yourself and that's it. We'll just have a nice chat. Cool. Sounds great. I'm uh, just uh, sending you a. Uh, Mugshot, basically my same as I use online el- elsewhere. Um, cool. cool, no worries. And on today's show, we have Christian from Uni. Hello. Uh, hello, how are you doing? Yeah, good, thank you. Thanks for coming on the show. Well, thanks very much for having me. No worries, we're both massive fans of the Uni. It's yeah. showed up everywhere for us. It's on our blogs, it's in our book it's on our top christmas list we yeah, just you're we actually just last week you're number one on our yeah. on our christmas wish lists yeah just oh excellent there. yeah we saw that thing. thanks very much we, <laughs> we we're blown away by the uh by the attention just now and uh very very uh grateful grateful for that yeah so, so if people have been living under a rock and and uh don't know what the uh uni is could you uh could you give us a background of of, of who you are and and what and what you do and, and what uh uni uni is all right, so UNI is uh, the world's first portable wood-fired oven. Um, I launched the company back in uh, sort of late uh, 2012. Uh, I launched as a Kickstarter campaign because back then, um, if you wanted to get into wood-fired cooking, you wanted to get a wood-fired oven, you'd be looking at spending sort of 800 pounds, 1,000 pounds, and uh, you'd need a big, big amount of outdoor space to have it in a, be a permanent installation and so on. So um, I wanted one of those. Um, I didn't have the space. I didn't quite have the money then either uh, to set one up. So I looked at uh, looked at finding something uh, like a portable solution for this. And uh, as I couldn't find find one, I decided to design one from scratch. And uh, so that's uh, that's the kind of very early stages of Uni. Um, 
it uh, basically, in a nutshell, it uh, does whatever a large pig cell then or large large uh, wood fired oven do, uh, does. So it cooks uh, cooks, uh, cooks a pizza in just about sixty seconds, gets up to five hundred degrees Celsius or nine thirty two in uh, Fahrenheit, and um, yeah, overall, generally, it's just an just an awesome uh, outdoor cooking device. Yeah, I, I absolutely love it. I think it's one of those things that as soon as you talk to someone about or even get them to use or show them, they just want one straight away. It's it's uh, one of those things that I find it quite naturally passionate to talk about because I really, really like the product. I, I mean, I I was uh, a, a guy called Toby basically showed me one when I was at Marcus's house and uh, yeah. we were cooking some pizzas on it and I was just like, I need one of these. Within minutes... <clears throat> You were straight I was straight home and ordered one that night, so <laughs> I absolutely loved it. And since then, like just in work where no one really is, is massive sort of out, outdoor cooks or anything. Just uh, I work in a school, and literally yeah. uh, about five or six members of staff at the school have all bought unis. Uh, <laughs> wow, that's just amazing. just because they they've heard me talking about them and they all absolutely love them. Like uh, Such I don't actually a range talk of to people. Them. Yeah, people that just aren't even like generally don't even do cooking. Really, it's just yeah. like. Well, they just I want. can make a pizza that easily, and I've got like IT developer friends. We've got builders. <laughs> we've got everyone using them. Yeah, we don't even talk yeah. to them about work anymore. It's just uh, about pizzas when we see them and yeah. stuff. So. <laughs> pizza chat, yeah, so pizza chat is the uh, best kind of chat you can have. So, <laughs> where did the name come from? What, what, what does Uni mean, and where did it come from? So I, I I'm Finnish, um, and Uni Uni means Finnish, um, oven in Finnish. Uh, my wife came up with the name. It's um, it's a simple, nice name. It doesn't really. We don't have to kind of make a big point of it, meaning anything else. But it, it's a it's a nice, sort of approachable, kind of slightly cute name, even. Mm. Um, so uh, yeah, that's that's where it comes from, from my roots, roots to Finland. Cool, awesome, yeah. and and even in its sort of, I would say it's quite a young product still. But even so, there's been is there there's been three three sort of upgrades isn't there the, the original uni then the uni 2 then the uni 2s is that right or uh they well there's technically there's actually been uh fourth so we're on our fourth generation of the uni so um it, there was the original one that was the uh black black just uni uh yes. then there was um the uni 2 we're sort of in the same same kind of uh uh, I guess um, similar similar style product as the Uni Two currently. So, so the Uni Two has the has the had to introduce the chimney in the front, uh, got rid of the fan system in the back, mm-hmm. and we've got on uh, three versions of the of the Uni Two so far. And um, so, yeah, it's a third third iteration with uh, each year so far um, up until now. We've uh, introduced a new version of the Uni. Kind of um, listening, very much listening to our feedback from the community and uh, feedback from the customers and things that we just learn along the, along the time and as we grow we, we're also we have opportunities to do different things uh, with, when it comes to manufacturing so yeah. just adding that scale scale of the company makes it makes it easier to um, put in a lot more attention to detail yeah. in kind of when you, when you do things um, that's amazing to see though because you, you often see companies release a great product like like the uni and then mm-hmm. are just happy with it and just let it sit there and sell. But what we've seen is we've seen you, you yourself, who who is the actual d- designer and 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 uh, yeah. 
who actually responds. I see you all the time on social media and, and stuff, responding to people, talking to people, giving advice, giving yeah. tips, listening to feedback. And then you, you see, I mean, like I said, uh, you've just pointed out there's been four four sort of changes through through its time already. And, and that's from listening to mm-hmm. feedback and, and developing the product further, which which is awesome. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, it's got to, I mean, nothing in the, nothing in the world is, um, is perfect in a sense. Like we, we are very highly critical of, of what we do and, uh, we just want to keep on, keep on making things better. I think we've, we've kind of, we've, we've got really far and it's, uh, the kind of the downside is that it does, does take a lot of time, time to work on it. So, so we're, we're hoping now this year we're adding more people to the team. Uh, so we're starting to be able to concentrate on uh, some other other new products coming coming this year. So it's really exciting. But um, on the kind of community side, I mean, um, of course, product the good having a good product is everything. But then if you don't have if you don't um, love your love your customers and the community as much as you do love the product, and it's, it, the equations the equation doesn't work. Um, so we do want to make sure that we we stay on stay on top of things and um, be as approachable as as we hope to be. If we were the customers for the product. Yeah, and do you, do you see a lot of the like I've seen quite a few people like make their own sort of modifications and stuff to the Uni. Have you seen like people have added like a hinge on the front door and they've like, added like a bigger hopper to add more pellets at the back? Do you see these sort of ideas and do those help you inspire like new ways to design the product? Yeah, no, definitely, definitely it does. Um, it's, it's really, really fun, fun to see, see the modifications that, uh, people sometimes do. Um, I, I wouldn't say that I've, I've been sort of a big hacker when I was, when I was a kid, although I was, was kind of tinkering, tinkering with a lot of things, thing, things when I was younger, but, uh, but it's really fun, fun to see that something we've made is, uh, is people are actually taking it. Taking and putting their own spin spin on it in that way, and there's 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 certain ideas that we can then bring back and um, bring back and see if we could incorporate in some ways in the future. Mm. Yeah, not all of them might be a good idea. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's uh, there's often people when when making making modifications is uh, they they're doing it for them for themselves, and which they should do. And if it, if it works for them, it's it's really that's really great. Uh, but we have to kind of think of think of all the all the customers and all the kind of how would this work um, scaled out to thousands and thousands of customers? Is this really the way way it would work for um, for everybody? Uh, so we try try and be um, um, choose, choosy with with what we what we put in in development. Yeah, definitely. But it's such a simple product that it allows you to do that sort of thing. Because I think. I, I, I know we said before you said at the beginning that pizza ovens are like really really expensive to buy, and this is like a more accessible and mobile way of doing it. But a lot of people would have been building their own pizza ovens because that was what when I was thinking when I first started out. I was like, all right, I want a I want a pizza oven. They're too expensive. I'm going to build my own and trying to like dig clay out your garden or something and build the, your own device. So it's quite nice that you could actually have this device, and it's so simple that if you wanted to tweak it it's kind of like accessible in that way i think yeah no definitely right i mean if you'd be surprised how often we see especially when we're going to uh, uh sort of consumer consumer shows like 
uh, we've been to RHS, some of the RHS shows and grand designs and these kind of things. And uh, and we hear it so often. People are like, okay, yeah, I started, kind of started building my own one uh, about two years ago. And um, I'm still 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 thinking of how it went by the uh, bricks for it. And, yeah. um, and then it's just like, well, just we'll just buy this while we build the big one, and um, we'll use this until we get it done. And um, they just end up loving loving and uh, just getting on with it, making pizzas. I mean, that's that's the most important thing is is actually just getting in there and making pizzas. Yeah. So when when you you wanted to you wanted to build a or buy a pizza oven for your for your garden area, yes. and and that was what initially sparked you to to think of designing your your own version. And like, what what was the sort of process in, in going through that? Because I mean, it's one thing liking pizza ovens and wanting a pizza oven to then designing completely designing your own sort of I would say revolutionary uh, like product. And then what what was sort of the process in doing that? In uh, in designing awning. Yeah, yeah, and like I mean, because so. like I don't I know that you sort of had an engineering background, but I mean, what about sort of like airflow and and all stuff like that? And and where did where did you you learn about all of that? And, and how did you put it all together to to make such an amazing product? Uh, <clears throat> so it was um, it was basically it's uh, breaking down the problem problem into smaller pieces and um, just thinking about how to how to deliver so there was okay what makes what makes a uh, large traditional let's think of a yeah large large piece of an well, wood fire oven how does it work so you've got a lot of uh, you've got a big fire at the back and you've got a lot of thermal mass to sink all that all that heat into that then radiates back into into um into the pizza it also has uh, quite we could say maybe a quite inefficient uh uh, process of burning since you don't have a have a grate under the uh, often don't have a grate under the fire so you don't have a good airflow underneath that so just try starting by breaking that down so if you don't want to have if you don't want to have 300 kilos of uh, clay and stone in, in your garden so if you basically what are the options that if you're left with you can really only just use sheet metal um, and then, well, how do you deliver that heat? So you have to kind of come up with a way of delivering so quite a concentrated uh, heat flow in, into the food that you're cooking. And uh, it's just it's a lot of uh, just breaking it down into into more, smaller chunks, developing the uh, kind of heat source heat source separately. Um, we looked I looked at a lot of lot of other other ways as well. Like I looked at rocket stove style <coughs> style burners. Um, I thought about having a quite a bit bigger burning area at the back, uh, but still the same size, smaller, uh, smaller um, oven chamber. Um, and I think the uh, the pellets uh, and using the pellets was just uh, just quite a good match because you can you can burn a very small amount of pellets um, and get a high temperature from those. Uh, so you really sort of miniaturize the area that you need for burning um, and uh, get it get it kind of concentrated onto the food very efficiently so so yeah it's um just uh, just a quite a bit of trial and error uh, quite a bit of reading up on um, burning, <laughs> burning yeah, yeah. things um, and looking at a ton of videos online on, on YouTube and how pe- how people are bur- how people are making um, sort of um, camping stoves and um, and hacking these kind of things together. 
Amazing. Cool. And then you've mm. brought out uh, like additional products to go alongside it as well, like the sizzler pan as well, haven't you? Yeah, so this is this is one of the constraints that we've had is that we've been so busy busy with the with the I mean we're not a tiny team, we're seven seven people at the moment. Uh we've got actually just advertising for another person to join us next year. We've already hired somebody else to start in the start of the year an engineer uh, to join the team. So we're not well we're very small, we're not we're not uh tiny. Um <laughs> but that's been one of the constraints constraints so far that um we do want to, when we do things, we want to do them really well. And so, so we haven't, haven't really released or, or started selling a lot of different accessories around, around the product. Um, but I think with, um, with having, having a slightly bigger team, team next year, we'll be able to do that. So, um, look forward to more, more sort of accessory products that we're designing in house, um, from us. Cool. You must you must see so many people like making so many different pizzas and like sharing photos of what they've done. What what do you think is your favourite pizza like topping that you've ever seen someone do? Ah, <coughs> uh, gosh, there's so many. Yeah, we see so so much so much good stuff. But I I think um, my favourites are always the kind of the simpler simpler ones, and they sort of um, like I mean if if I just pick one pizza to have for the rest of my life it'd probably just be a, a like um maybe a pepperoni pizza or just an just a margarita with a bit of anchovies on top something like i'm i'm quite low-key in that way very, very yeah simple. i think that's one of the um, things that as a, as a discovery that i found is when i got the uni i sort of made my few pizzas and chucked all this stuff on top and then realized that actually the key to a good pizza is keep it simple and, and really stripped it all back and and let the flavors really come out and speak for themselves and keep it really simple and, and use fresh fresh produce and, and make your own dough and stuff and it just really mm-hmm. makes a difference yeah i think i think definitely that it's um it's an eye-opening experience for people when they do use it because they've never most people haven't ever made their own a lot of people haven't made their own pizzas in a wood fired oven before they've tried it in an just uh, like a domestic electric oven, uh, but it often ends up with a bit of a dry, dry base, and it run does run so extremely hot. You you also you can't uh, pile on everything you have in the cupboard. You can't make a you can't make a, <laughs> you definitely couldn't make a Chicago style style um, pizza pizza in the uni because it just doesn't work. So it kind of um, forces you to really think about oh, what are what am I doing here. And uh, what what's the pizza that I'm making here? And I think people are coming out on the other side um, as being better better pizza makers and better better cooks. Yeah, definitely. Well, how do you advise that people? What's the sort of recommended way to to cook your pizza? Well, I don't know. Should we start further back than that? Maybe start with the dough right from the beginning because I know, <coughs> I know I've I've made. I think it's might be your recipe i think i looked on the uni app that you can get on the iphone mm-hmm. and i saw yeah. the recipe on there for pizza dough and i used that when i made a pizza um, yeah so you've you've i think in that recipe you said that you've like tried lots of them over the years so what do you think's right about that recipe why does that work so well um it just seems to seems to always come out the best uh, i think there's um uh, 
there's a lot of variation variation you can do do with that. Uh, a lot of people use different high levels of hydration, but it really actually the biggest biggest uh, thing to make your pizza pizza skills better isn't just to find a find the recipe. It's actually just just doing it on quite a few times and putting a putting a bit of practice into it. And it's it's quite hard to like. I'd love to be able to communicate the experience of doing doing uh, 50 or 100 or 200 batches of dough um dough in an in a simple app and maybe i'll try one day but i'll find some, <laughs> some time for it but uh, but it, it's just uh, i mean it's a quite a classic classic ratio say 500 grams of flour and um you can go any anything between sort of uh 270 to i don't know 340 on on the water and uh, as long as you need it, need it well, and it, it rises well, it's, you're not going to have problems with uh, sticking. And uh, so it's quite a quite a classic classic ratios quite, uh, for that. And um, but yeah, that seems to seems to work pretty well, well mm-hmm. for our. our how, how important do you think that the proving process is as well? Once you've made the dough, do you think you can just go for it straight away, roll it out, or stretch it out, whichever method? There's another one there, rolling or stretching. What what do you do? <laughs> I I'm uh, I'm not a I'm not a pizza Nazi. <laughs> I'm I I don't mind if people. I actually just earlier this week I rolled out a pizza because we were doing pizzas uh, without rising the rising the dough properly, and then you kind of do have to have to um, use a rolling pin because you can't stretch it because the gluten's gluten's still too too sort of. Um, so ultimately, if you if you have all the all the time in the world. And you know you can you have a bit of uh, skills of pre-planning things a few days ahead. So really, the really the way that I do pizza, the pizza dough is uh, make it a few days early. So say three days early, make the pizza dough. Don't let it rise at that point. I uh, just get it from I use a Kenwood chef. Um, usually do hand kneading. Uh, I'd get it mixed up. I usually do about three or four minutes in the in the Kenwood. Let it rest for about twenty minutes. Um, I'll do a little bit of hand kneading at that point. Sort of maybe I usually count about thirty thirty sort of hand movements on the dough, dough just to get a feel for it. Feel how the gluten's forming and is it is it stringy? Is it is it sort of um, um, say, uh, stretchy enough at that point? Yeah. Then I'll just put it into um, into the uh, proving uh, dish, just a big bowl, cover it up very well. You have to make sure that it's covered very well. And uh, stick it in the fridge for at least 24 hours, preferably sort of three days. And at that point, then after it's proved there, I'll take it out and I'll put it in um, into little dishes and let it do its final bit of rising in... in um, um, in a warm place, about five hours before before I start making pizzas, and that's uh, that seems to that seems to work really well. That's oh, so a, a long process, then, mm. really. <laughs> yeah, it's um, it's but it's uh, when in, when the uh, when the dough rises and it uh, it proves slowly. I mean, everything, most things in the world um, are better with time. So wine wine, they say, gets better with time. Uh, yeah. Get good whiskey that spends years in, in barrels and it gets better and uh, the same thing you don't have to wait years for a pizza dough to get better it's just a couple <laughs> of days so it's, uh, it's, it's got that but to be honest 
I don't I don't have to, that kind of, I usually I end up leaving things too late and I I'll just give it <laughs> give it a couple of hours or or 24 hours if I'm lucky but uh, but that's that's the ideal situation is about 3 days 3 days in the fridge cool so then uh like going on to sort of then like like a tomato sort of base uh sauce then do you do you make your own sauces do you buy jarred sauces do you buy just plum tomatoes or, or what what do you tend to do with with that sort of uh side of things so sauces let's see um i quite i quite like um i do maybe quite different kinds of sauces every time so i do more variety around the sauces than i do with uh uh, with so it's the more dough. like what mood you're um, in then? You, you chuck the yeah, really, yeah, exactly. Um, my sort of latest sort of recent favorite's been um, this uh, Kenji Al- uh, Lopez from Lopez Al- from uh, from Series Eats, and uh, he's got a New York style uh, sauce recipe that again takes a takes a bit, like takes a few thirty uh, thirty minutes to an hour to. To make, but you basically have uh, a couple of tins of uh, good plum tomatoes. You can put them through a uh, food mill, a bit of olive oil, um, garlic, and it some, uh, sort of seasonings into it: uh, salt, pepper, um, bit of bit of uh, hot paprika, um, basil, basil as whole stems, so you can pull it out. The same thing with the uh, onion: is you just kind of half half an onion into it. And you just uh, reduce it to half in that. You just let it simmer for a long time. Cool. And that's uh, that's a nice sort of. Oh yeah, and a bit of sugar, bit of bit of extra sugar for sweetness. But uh, nice. Yeah, that's that's a nice nice one that I cool. Give it a go. Quite, mm. quite a lot lately. I really yeah. like Kenji's stuff mm. from Serious Eats. I love Serious Eats. One of my favorite sort of websites to use for food. I often I like the way they do the food lab and they. They investigate things and try out different things, and they explain why certain things work better than others and stuff like that. I really like Serious Eats' website. I think it's a really good sort of blog. Oh, absolutely! Kenji does an amazing job. His uh, his the Food Lab book is just amazing. It's it's one of those kind of books that okay, you can you need to have that as a sort of a reference reference book in your house to yeah. if you want to make make a um, polonaise or you want to make. Um, sauce or whatever you want to make you just kind of check out first before you start making it you just check what Kenji says <laughs> yeah I just love the that. thought he puts into everything the thought of how he breaks down recipes so you can go on and you can just read a recipe if you want but then also you can actually read through the research that he's done into like all the individual ingredients as substitutes what you can use instead why to use yeah. this one I, I just love that I think it's fantastic I think it's a great way of doing things and I don't know, it really excites me, like a simple chili, for instance, or, or like you said, bolognese or something, and, and just how the individual elements can really make such a difference in the final product and, and how yeah, they treat exactly. them along the, the way. It's amazing. Attention to detail he's put in, put in and puts into his, his kind of studies of making different things is just incredible and really sort of is one of my sort of uh, chef crushes or <laughs> writer, writer crushes <laughs> or or I'm jealous, jealous of the attention to detail he can put into put into his work. It's just amazing. Cool, awesome. So we're building up our pizza. We've done our <laughs> done our we've done our dough. We've done our sauce. Do you go cheese now, or do you do other toppings and then cheese on top, or both? <laughs> uh, 
Um, both depends depends a little. Uh, I, another thing, it do vary. Like sometimes it's mozzarella, sometimes it's even just that. I like quite like cheddar, a bit of cheddar and uh, mozzarella mixed mixed up together. And uh, mm. um, if I have uh, some like fatty fatty uh, meats, like uh, or like. Um, Charcuterie, like uh, just salami or these, I'll leave those on the very, very top. So they kind of, when they melt, uh, when they when they cook in the oven, they'll, they'll kind of dribble their fat. Yeah, the fat the renders down. Yeah, yeah, nice. Yeah, can dribbles on top of everything else that's underneath it. Um, but, um, but yeah, I'm, I'm quite easy. My, one of my sort of, another of my favorite, like favorites, been uh, uh, I do some, um, some mushrooms uh, just on a, on the frying pan for a few minutes, uh, fry them in a bit of butter, a bit of olive oil, uh, fry them there, and then flambe them with bourbon. Um, yes. And a little bit of thyme, thyme with them. Uh, you got to be careful. I've, oh, I don't know. I've, I like playing with fire. And <laughs> I've almost burned my eyebrows off um, <laughs> a few times doing this. <clears throat> but, um, but yeah, the flambe with uh, with bourbon is really cool. That's a nice, nice uh, side to the the uh, mushroom. So, mushroom just mushrooms just go on top of a, like a white pizza. So I, I use a bit of olive oil on top of the pizza dough, bit of olive oil, a um, little bit of uh, cheddar, a little bit of uh, mozzarella. Then the um, then the um, mushrooms go on top of that, and then that's, uh, tends tends to come out really awesome. I just I was awesome. just like Sounds flicking nice. through the recipes on your website and literally as you've just said it I've just got to a point where there's a frying pan with flames like bellowing out of it <laughs> and it's the yeah I <laughs> make sure that if uh, our insurance company never sees that because yeah. probably not in the description no you put a quick dip of the pan um, don't pour it straight from the bottle else it could go up in flames but you've got the bottle in your hand <laughs> um, <laughs> no comment no, no comment on that. Don't, um, uh, classic. Don't do as I do. Do as I say. <laughs> well, that's a bottle of something else. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, uh, that's yeah, vinegar that's or something. That's a bottle of water to put it out, just in case. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Moving away from pizza slightly. I mean, I've, oh, I've... I haven't cooked it yet. Okay, go then. Because that Let's was my it. original question: was how do you cook a perfect pizza? But I thought we better make one first. So okay, go on. That's it. How do you how do you cook a perfect pizza? Yeah, so like, what? Uh, this uh, lots of people have different methods of like timings and stuff of like, yeah, put it in, wait fifteen seconds, turn it quarter, turn it. There's lots of different ways. I wanted to know the guy that made it. What's the best way to cook it? Uh, so yeah, it's, it's pretty much that. Like, um, it depends on how what exactly kind of what kind of temperature the temperature the uni is running at that that given time and. Um, you just kind of, I kind of eyeball it. I do usually most times. I just do two turns maximum. Uh, sometimes just one. But uh, I like my pizzas quite well done. I've got some feedback from people sometimes. They look at our pizzas on our website uh, on our recipes and they look burned. Uh, whereas I think they're just nicely just just about cooked. Uh, you need a little bit of blistering. You need a bit of bit of black on it. I think it brings another another edge to it. Definitely. Um, but yeah, it's uh, just um, uh, sort of a couple of quarter turns on the pizza when it's when it's baking there, mm. and uh, just I, I, I of 
often burn my pits because I get people, I'm cooking for people when uh, they've never seen the uni and I get excited and I start talking about it and explaining things and showing things about it. And, <laughs> and then I forget. And uh, there's, there's a video, video of us, uh, of me making a pizza in, in 60 seconds um, on YouTube. And it was just under 60 seconds, I guess, technically. And um, we actually, we had to stop after five tries, because every time I burn burn the pizza, and <laughs> um, and we had to make more dough basically. <laughs> I just I started talking talking something in between, and I'd forget like for extra five ten seconds, and I'd burn it. And we would <laughs> obviously making a video like that and has thousands of views, and you just want to make sure that it looks perfect when yeah, it comes out. So. Definitely. So you said about getting the temp. Like depends what temperature it is, though. Like. What do yeah. you recommend is the best ways to check that? We see a lot of people, and I know Dan's got one, is there like infrared style thermometer that you can like shine inside to check the temperature. Is there like any plans to put a thermometer on the front of it or anything like that so we can see what the uh, temperature is? So, yeah, I mean, I know, I mean, uh, everybody would be probably knows, I mean, there's, there's a lot of people talking about it, like it'd be great to have a thermometer on the, on the front or on, on somewhere on it um, or what's the best way to kind of know what the temperature is um, I mean you kind of get you kind I, I feel I mean I've used it so much that maybe I, I'm not I'm not um, um, I'm probably not the best person to ask but I feel like you kind of you kind of learn it quite quickly and we do hear this from customers as well once they've used it one couple of times uh, you kind of learn how to you tell from the flames how the flames are acting that is this how hot is it and you basically once if you've left your pizza there for 15 seconds and it's cooked from one side you turn it you kind of know how it's how it's doing the thermometer thing i mean i do have i have a infrared uh, thermometer as well and i do use it uh, use it often enough I to, just to check that if things are like running way too hot if i've left it for too long and they Sometimes the stone gets gets very hot, and you might have to leave the door open for uh, like a minute or so to kind of let it cool down or uh, or something. But, um, but the thermometer thing is is a is a tricky tricky one because I mean while it, while it runs at sort of five hundred degrees or so, um, the therm the temperature isn't even all the way through, so we can't have a thermometer right where the pizza end of the pizza is at the far end because um, it's and that's where the fire is, and that's where the pizza goes. So you're always kind of compromising on where you place the yeah. um, place the place the thermometer. And, and when you look at look at some ovens, some boxy metal ovens that that have the have the thermometer on the um, on the unit, it's um, if you know anything about like uh, convection, you know that it's that's not that's there's a way that's way hotter than where they. Where the pizza would be, yeah. um, so it's it's a tricky tricky one. Um, but I wouldn't. I'd say we're we're looking at it. Um, I think with the, with the unis, uh, it's because it's a such a simple and easy product to use that uh, you kind of learn learn how to gauge it for yourself. Um, but yeah, we're keeping our eyes open. Yeah. Um, and I, I do agree with, with you. Agree with you. I agree with you. Like when you're. You get the hang of using it. You just you just know when it is, and maybe it doesn't matter like what temperature that. You just know it's ready to cook on. Yeah. Um, so yeah. like I get that, but it's just I think everyone starts off. They're not quite sure at the beginning, so it's like how do yeah, you find think, your feet with I, it? I guess. 
I guess it would it would bring a little bit of peace of mind for when you when you've just got it and you know just getting used to it. Uh, but we don't also don't want it to be distracting as you're using it later on. So, so yeah, yeah. Um, so you don't overcomplicate things either. So I mean, mm. I think the simplicity and the trial and error approach is probably the best way. Like you say, learn your oven. Yeah. And we always say that the same thing with barbecues in general mm-hmm. is you got to learn your barbecue. And I mean, there's thermometers and stuff and barbecues, but quite often. If you have digital reading thermometers and stuff like that, they read completely different to what your your ambient sort of uh, barbecue thermometer reads and stuff. So you just yeah. got to to learn how to build a fire and 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 how how your your smoker or your barbecue or your uni works and and how it runs and uh, and yeah, I think it's just trial and error yeah. and, and giving it a go. Absolutely, yeah, same thing. I've got a um, Napoleon uh, char char. Um, um, yeah, like a kettle, kettle style yeah. um, Napoleon uh, K twenty two or something like that. Yeah. I can't remember model names, but uh, but I've got one of those, and it's got a thermometer at the top, and um, and uh, it's it's great. It's, I mean, it gives you a little bit of an indication, but uh, it's that's not what it's, it's it's at the top. It's not at the temperature where the meat is, um, mm-hmm. so it's hard. Yeah. yeah. Moving away from pizza, because <laughs> I wanted to t- about 15 minutes ago. But, but ben it's a pizza then. oven. You've got to talk about pizza. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, but I, I love doing so much else on it. I love doing lots of other stuff. And I've done, like, steaks quite often. I like cooking steaks in, in it. And uh, I've done sort of uh, other breads as well. So I've done, like, pitters in it. I've yes. uh, done, I don't know, kebabs. Uh, I've used it as sort of like a tandoor because it gets to that sort of heat. So yes. I feel like cooking yes. sort of like chicken and stuff in it, you get an amazing uh, juicy chicken breast that's cooked uh, really, really quickly like you do in a tandoor. Uh, I think that I've done seafood in it. I've done all sorts in it mm-hmm. and uh, breakfast and stuff. It's I think it's such a versatile bit of kit as well. And there's so much more than just, just a pizza oven. Yeah. So, so uh, what's the sort of uh, what do you enjoy cooking in it other than pizza? And, and what's the sort of coolest things you've seen people doing? Um, let's see. I've got uh, two kids kids running into the same room. Let me <laughs> relocate quickly. <laughs> um, sorry, just one sec. No worries, it's okay. I really need a pizza now. I'm starving. Here we go. Um, so, what to, what's the what's the favorite thing? So, quite uh, quite simple simple stuff again, like uh, steaks. Uh, we do a lot of vegetables, vegetables. Like, uh, we do roasting roasting vegetables and salads and these kind of these yeah. kind of things. My wife's wife's vegetarian, so we eat eat that sort of things um, quite often. Um, done the kind of lamb chops, uh, done kebabs, like you said there. Um, some, some seafood. I've uh, done uh, mussels even, and that's that's quite interesting, sort of wood-fired mussels. I uh, just got to watch cool. out what kind of dish you do them in. Um, I've done it once in a in a teflon-coated uh, te- teflon um, dish, and that didn't go down very well at all. <laughs> that was a while ago. But, yeah, that, <laughs> that teflon doesn't take uh, take that sort of heat. No. <laughs> But no, that's that's one thing. It's really is they kind of we try and make a big point of the versatility because really isn't just about pizza. I know we've talked a lot about pizza, and I know a lot of our most of what our, what our customers do with it is is pizza. Uh, 
but um, but uh, it's, it really is it is very versatile. Anything you can sit inside it and it's happy with that kind of temperatures is is good to cook. Yeah, because so. I mean, there there are three settings on the hopper that that do affect temperature, mm. but I feel that really it's always going to be hot no matter what setting you've got it on. So it needs to be something you can cook hot and fast. Uh, and and I think that there's so much that you can do with it and using introducing the cast iron skillets and stuff is a is a great way of, of sort of turning it into something completely different and that you can uh, get the you can get the cast iron in there beforehand to warm up. So similar yeah. to the pizza stone you can get a uh, a cast iron in there to warm up and come to temperature you can bring it out put a steak on it and put it in and then you've got this incredible bottom heat and top heat cooking yeah. the steak uh in, a, in an amazing way for you to form a a, a brilliant sort of uh, crust on the outside and then you've got like still a, a or wet, wet, however you like your steak you bring it out whatever you want but you can cook it to an amazing like i said crust on the outside whilst keeping it so moist and and uh, rare on the inside still Oh, absolutely! Yeah. I think the um, cast iron, the uh, sizzler pans, so these pans that we we brought out earlier this year, they've really just uh, they worked as um, sort of reminder or a bit of thing to tell people that yeah, you can do a lot of other things with it. It's not just for not just for the pizzas. So it's kind of a um, undercover sort of that sort of in a way marketing marketing people. Yeah, pointing pointing these things to to people that are, yeah it's all right, um, but yeah just getting it get it get the skillet hot and um, bring it out put some um, put some salmon on top of it and, oh, it's so good yeah so, yeah I mean we've we've done like all sorts of like where we we wanted to make we've actually made breakfast pizzas so we went out and we cooked some sausages in a in a skillet in the uni when the sausages were were sort of cooked and there we've we've done some other bits and like mushrooms and stuff like that and then we've made like a uh an english sort of breakfast pizza and stuff and it's it's just good fun you can I, that's what my favorite part about it is is just how fun the oven is and i yeah, think as soon as i great. get it out my whole family wants to have a go they want to look inside they want to make their own pizza they want to i mean it's, everyone just wants to get involved with it it's such a fun bit of kit Oh, absolutely! That's really that's really what it's about. Like bringing families together, and we've had some really amazing emails from people saying how how it's kind of given their families a new kind of new kind of thing to do together on a on a say on a weekend or a Friday night, or kind of bringing bringing families together and um, enjoying food and getting getting the kids involved as well. Um, so yeah, it's, it's that's that's the best best feedback we get is when it's um, when it's enjoyed by everybody. Yeah, and it really is honestly. Like, I, everyone in my family wants to have a go. They yeah, all love it. Mine. They love making the pizzas. They love stretching the dough or giving it a go. Anyway, they they love the the old chucking it in the air and trying to catch it and stuff and all of yeah. that bit. But but yeah, it's just really great fun. Really easy to use and and yeah, love it. So yeah, awesome. I mean that was awesome. We are, we are at the well, we're a couple minutes short of the hour, but we're gonna step in and, and say thank you very much for coming on. Hey, thanks very much, guys. It's uh, been uh, great to great to talk to you. Uh, love, love talking about uni and love talking about cooking. So, yeah, amazing. Thanks very much. Yeah, it's awesome. And we'll we we'll look forward to new products and new things that may come in the future. Yeah, no, I, yeah, we've got an. Um, I've said this like end of end of each year for the last last few years now, but we are extremely excited about the coming year. There's 
there's some really cool stuff, cool, cool stuff we've been working for. Some things we've been working on for longer, some things a little bit shorter. We're hiring more people to work in the, work in the teams. We've got an engineer starting, starting just, um, on the 4th of January and, um, and uh, so yeah, this exciting stuff happening. Uh, one thing is actually, if uh, people want to keep an keep an eye out, we're doing a sort of a meetup, uh, most likely around the twentieth of May, uh, probably somewhere in southeast London. Uh, well, we're based in Edinburgh, where our roots go down to uh, Crofton Park in southeast London, and uh, so we're kind of going back to our roots a little bit and having a hiring a whole pub out there and um, doing a bit of cooking with. Uh, uh, with uni and um, potentially maybe even drinking a bit of beer. So, Amazing. Uh, love, good love to, to see the uh, uni community, the barbecue community out there. Cool. So, oh, what, what do we need to check out? Is he going to post that on social media and stuff when that's available? Yeah, it will be. Will it be all over? Like the best place if you want to keep up with uh, with with what's happening with uni, it's uh, it's just to check out the um, uni community. Um, the kind of um, very much um, organised by people people around there. So. Um, have a look at that. Our Facebook page, uh, Instagrams, Instagrams been great. So keep an eye on those those places. And, awesome. Uh, yeah. Awesome. So get on to Uni on Facebook and check them out on Instagram and Twitter. Yeah, well. Uni Uni H Uni HQ um, on uh, Instagram. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Christian, thanks very much for coming on the show, and thanks for making such an awesome product. Hey, thanks very much, guys. Yeah. Thank you. Cool. And Merry Christmas. Oh, Merry Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Speak to you soon. Thank Cheers. you. Speak to you soon. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Thanks for tuning in, guys. We've recorded yet another awesome podcast to get you over hump day. As always, we're brought to you by ProQ, Barbecue Gourmet, Kamado Joe, and Smoke Good Shack, our awesome sponsors. ProQ is dedicated to providing you with quality smoking products with top notch service and free advice for beginners to pitmasters. You can find them on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram under ProQ Smokers. So if you're thinking about buying your first smoker, wanting to upgrade or looking for cabinet charcoal smokers, then check them out over at Max Barbecue. Barbecue Gourmet is devoted to promoting real barbecue and supplying the UK and Europe with top championship winning barbecue rubs, sauces, marinades and accessories from the United States and around the world. You can find them on Twitter and online under Barbecue Gourmet. So regardless of how you cook, whether it's on charcoal, wood, gas or electric, the real taste of summer can be yours all year round. And Kamado Joe is renowned for build quality and innovation from smoking, roasting or searing. Kamado Joe is the premium ceramic grill chosen by Michelin star chefs and barbecue enthusiasts alike. Get that great barbecue taste and keep the moisture locked in. Check them out at kamadojoe.co.uk and also on Facebook and Twitter. And finally, the awesome Smokewood Shack deliver quality smoking wood every time. You provide the smoke, they provide the smoky goodness and you provide the talent so if you're looking for smoking wood chunks dust chips or planks then head on over to smokewoodshack.com or you can find them on twitter under smokewood shack and it's goodbye from me today and goodbye from me and, and i am the best barbecue cook I'm the best and the best uni well. cook my pizza's the way better than ben